five, five, four, four, three, three, two, one, one. We have ignition. Strap in. You're listening to the God Stories Radio podcast. www.godstoriesradio.com. Stories Radio. This is session 68. I'm Mike. I'm Fritz. And I'm Trish. Well, Fritz, it's almost Christmas. Yes, sir. I'm very excited. And this, I'm really excited to be having a special edition God Stories Radio on a Tuesday night before Christmas. Right. Special Christmas edition. And we have been looking forward to this particular guest now for quite some time. Right. We used to have our testimonies on a Tuesday night back when, back in the kitchen. Back in the kitchen. It was Tuesdays. Yeah, it's before that work thing. Yeah, that work thing. We don't even want to talk That's about demonic. that. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you on that. <laughs> I've had a great week, though. I really have. God's just blessing all over the place. and Great. So uh, God Stories Radio, or GSR Productions, has got a few jobs in the works, and which is really great and some people have been pushing the buttons you know help us get our 501c3 yes done and trish is going to tell us about it yes she is yeah, i wanted to give a shout out and a thank you to the listeners that have been uh, helping us underwrite the program anthony ippolito of native bar and donna gately also my favorite cross-country trucker and yours jd who gives out his uh, jesus t-shirt j through. to the d yes sir There's thank you jd t-shirt ministry so <laughs> we just wanted to give you guys a shout out and a thank you for helping to underwrite the program. And we are, um, like we said, trying to become a 501c3 in the new year. That's part of our New Year's resolution is to get that work, worked out. So if you feel led, please go ahead and push the donate button. It's there for us. Thank yes. you. Yes, if God is leading you, please push it. I have a feeling that God is going to lead a few. I do too. There's a shriek out there somewhere. <laughs> Yes, I, I I think it won't happen though until we get our affairs in order. But right, I think that's why he's holding off. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Because you all of a sudden you have this shriek, push the button, and we're uh, up the river, I guess. <laughs> we want to be good stewards of of our blessing. Yes. yes, yes, absolutely. Yes, we're not ready for him to throw open the windows yet. So Fritz, you're gonna uh, uh, introduce our. Special guest tonight on I a Tuesday? I would love to introduce our special guest tonight on a special edition Tuesday night Christmas, God Stories Radio. And we want to welcome to the program Amira, a.k.a. Sabine. And we met her through Zulon Press, or actually Salem Communications. Been able to be on um, Pastor Johnny and Pastor Vic's show on WTLN, which is owned by Salem Communications and to potentially do some voiceover work for for Zulon Press one of these days. But we have been trying to nail down uh, Amira now for a couple of months. She keeps a very busy schedule, but she made some time with us tonight on this special God Stories edition. So we want to welcome to the show Amira, a.k.a. Sabine. How are you you tonight? Good evening. 
Oh, I'm doing well. How about you? We are fantastic, and we're so excited to have you on the show. We can't stand it. Yes, we are. Thank you, Sabine. Thank you so much for inviting me. I really appreciate that. Amen. Not everybody says yes. That's right. All right. So you guys know the drill, of course. The story is not about me. It's about um, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen to and that. <laughs> so I just, I'll start off kind of from the beginning. I was, I was born in the New England area in Massachusetts, born and raised, and lived out there for almost 19 years. When I was, when I was younger, I actually was brought up in the church. I started out probably in there from about 18 months old what they would call like a pew baby. And I grew up there until, you know, until I left the state of Massachusetts, came down to Florida. During that time, what I would just say was really notable to me looking back on what God has done. I didn't, I didn't grow up with a relationship with God, even though I had grown up in the church. I attended, you know, a lot. I would, it's very rare that I would miss church. But, you know, there is, I think a lot of people have found that you can go to church and have perfect attendance. That doesn't necessarily mean that you have a relationship with Christ. As I got older, um, you know, I, I had a background that wasn't too great either. While I was young, I, I dealt with a lot of dysfunction in my family. Just, you know, I think typical stuff, but a lot of it, you know, it, it ended up being domestic violence and things of that nature. But I also had a background of um, sexual abuse growing up um, as a kid. And it was just, you know, it's things that when you're going through, you, you would figure that it's normal. So as a kid, I, I didn't even think anything. You know, I didn't think I was different. I figured that everybody was going through stuff like that. And I was still in church. I didn't really have this relationship with God. I felt disconnected because there was just a lot going on. I honestly didn't feel like... I don't know. There was something really impersonal about it. You know, people would talk about the Word of God, but I had never opened the Bible. Um, you know, my church services, they would talk about God, but then they would talk about other things. And so as a kid, I never really had that foundation um, in the Word of God and just knowing Him personally. You know, but I always had the desire. You know, that's what I went to church for every single week, just kind of hoping, well, I don't know. I, I just want to come back because I feel like I'm supposed to be here, you know? You know, growing up, I dealt with, you know, as a, as a teenager, I dealt with the things that a lot of teens go through. I went through bullying. I went through, you know, a mom who had cancer. Um, she had to fight really hard because um, my mom was older. She was, she was in her, um, I want to say mid-50s at that time because she had me when she was around 40. So she was dealing with that, and then she was dealing, you know, with stage three cancer. And that was really hard for me. And I just remember not having a good relationship with my dad at the time. You know, I really tried to seek out God. I was about 14 years old. I felt like everything was a dead end because I would cry out to God, but I felt like nothing was happening. There was really, I didn't feel any different. I just felt, I felt sad and I felt really alone during those times. I went into a lot of, you know, a deep depression around that time. However, I just want to say God came through. He did answer my prayer because my mom got better. Amen. And um, she's in remission still, so that's awesome stuff. And, um, you know, around that time, 
like I said, there was depression. I was actually suicidal too. A lot of it just had to do with, you know, not feeling connected with my family. And then again, trying so hard and not really feeling like, okay, you know, I don't feel anything different. There's this God, but I don't know him, you know? I just went on with my life like that, just feeling pretty empty, feeling, you know, sad and, and just not really seeing much joy, you know? When I was, when I was about 18, I decided, okay, well, I want to move away because I had so many, you know, issues at home. Just, you know, nothing too crazy, but just the, almost the typical things I think that most people go through, most teenagers, you know, not being able to get along with their parents and just seeing their parents fight, you know, argue, and, and sometimes it would get physical and get really, you know, upsetting. And so I left. I decided to go to college elsewhere. And my parents kind of uh, pushed the decision. They wanted to see me, you know hey, you know, go to Florida, Florida's great, maybe we're going to retire there, so go ahead and do that. And I said, okay, so I, you know, I took that first opportunity and just ran. And um, I found myself in Orlando, Florida, and started to go to college out here. You know, there were a few years had gone by, and I still had no relationship with God, and I, I wasn't even going to church at that point. I would say about age 20, I actually started, you know, I got into a, a relationship. It was actually through that individual that I was introduced to the Lord because there was just a group of people that were Christians at that time that I didn't really know, but I, I was dating this guy who was their mutual friend. And, you know, looking back on it, it's so funny because really I had sought God and I remember thinking to myself before I got into that relationship, I was still seeking after God and I said, you know, in a silent prayer, even though I had no, almost no relationship whatsoever with the Lord, I said, you know, God, I don't know what's up with this guy, but, you know, if you want me to be with him, I'll get with him. But, you know, I'm looking for a God-honoring man. So that was, you know, something I wanted. <laughs> and I ended up going out with this guy, and he actually, you know, he wasn't, he didn't really have that relationship. But he hung around the right people, and so he got me introduced to some Christians, I ended up going to a Bible study that, that was on an evening. It was on a Tuesday night, actually, just like now. <laughs> it was then that I really got introduced to the Word of God because, like I said, I had never cracked open a Bible all those years in church, you know. It was in a denomination that I'm not going to say the name of, but it was just something that, um, you know, they really relied heavily on tradition and a lot of man-made things. The Word of God was a part of it, but it just, I don't know, it wasn't, I almost felt like it was watered down every time I would hear about, you know, the Word. I would hear anything from the Scriptures. I didn't really understand it because I wasn't familiar with that. Being at this Bible study, I just felt like I was awakened at that point because I can't even tell you what was being spoken uh, word for word, but I do remember this, that the Scriptures that were being spoken about, the theme was repentance. And I just remember all of a sudden realizing my sin right there in that moment. And it was the first time I felt the Holy Spirit. And as soon as I just noticed something was going on, I literally felt like this is, you know, it is figurative, but it really felt like this in, uh, you know, in literal terms. I felt like I was getting cut all over my body. It was just that sting of conviction that any of those who are believers, you know what I'm talking about, because you're in sin, you're blinded. And all of a sudden, you just wake up, and it's like a painful awakening, you know, because you're just like, whoa, 
<laughs> my <laughs> whole life I've been doing this stuff and I realized right now this is totally wrong and it's not pleasing to God. And so, you know, I woke up from, from it all and I just felt cut. And it, I mean, it didn't hurt. It didn't physically hurt for that long, but just enough for me to just open my eyes and, you know, God got my attention. I had tried to cry out to God before. I just remember after this particular um, instance, going going ahead and going home and just saying, well, Lord, you know, here I am. And I had gone through something unfortunate um, that actually happened before this. And I remember that, you know, I try to get myself back into a place, a quiet place, you know, with God and say, you know, I know you exist. I, there's no doubt about it in my mind. And I think many of you feel that way. You know, you know that God's out there. But you're just looking for that, I don't know, like that connecting puzzle piece that you've been missing your whole life. And I just felt like that's what I was looking for. And I remember I just, I gave it another shot and I just said, well, God, you know, I know that you exist. I don't know, like, what can I do, you know? And that was just my heart posture. I wasn't really sure what else to say. What can I do? How can I change, you know? What is it that you need me to do? And honestly, you know, I just began to notice a difference. I felt like... I felt like there was something different going on inside of me. I believe that was just the fruit of the repent, you know, having that heart to say, you know what, I know I'm doing something wrong. I really believe that. And so I began to repent at that point. Once I did, and it wasn't really a formal prayer because I was never really taught something super formal with God, you know. I had heard other people pray and repeat these things, but I didn't want to do that. I, I honestly just wanted to come to him, you know, as you would anyone else, even though it was with much reverence. So I did come to God, and I repented to Him, and I really meant it. And it was then that I really called upon Him, and I said, you know what, Lord, you know, just do whatever you want with me. I, I want to, I you know, get out of this. I don't want to be in this lifestyle anymore. It was pretty much at that point, that was the turning point. I really felt like He responded. I, I began to pray, you know, more and more. And I just felt like there were times that I would hear, you know, like I would hear him. And it wasn't always an audible voice. And I think sometimes we're looking for that. But God speaks in so many ways. You know, he can speak through other people. He can speak through books. He can speak through the radio. He can speak through songs. So many different ways that, that God would just speak to you, even his word, most importantly, his word. You know, I just began to dig deeper and look for him. You know, the thing, the unfortunate circumstance that I had mentioned before, before I got into that relationship that I mentioned, I actually was just hanging out with a friend one day. It was out in public, broad daylight, so forth. And, and that friend was helping me out. We were actually doing some homework together um, for college. And just kind of really weird, really caught me off guard. But that day I actually got raped. And that was really crazy, too, because, you know, I was, I was young, like I said, you know, not super young, but I was about 20 years old. You know, being raised as a Christian pretty much my whole life, you know, I, had, I hadn't, you know, I was abstaining from sex. So that was really, you know, really hard, too, because that was something that, you know, I had cried out to God, and I knew that He was there for me, even though nothing, you know, nothing crazy happened in that moment. And I cried out to Him, but I really knew that, I, I don't know, just something told me that, you know what, I don't, I feel ashamed right now, but I feel like, you know, that God still has, there's still hope. I felt like there was still some type of hope. And so I kept, you know, that was the first time I really cried out to him. 
um, since the cancer, you know, with my mom. And then, like I said, when I when I heard that sermon on repentance and just felt that conviction that one day, you know, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to keep going after him. And so I just want to say that to those who may be discouraged or those who feel like you've been in a lifestyle of sin or even you've been in a, a victim of something that you didn't even ask for. But I just wanted to point out that God is always there. He's always waiting, and he's ready there to embrace you. So that was pretty much my story. As I accepted the Lord, as I went on to be baptized, become a disciple, and just, you know, really get to know him, really become, you know, a follower of Christ, not just a Christian that occupies a seat in the church, but one who is open about my faith, you know, I wanted to share what I had just received, the joy that I have. And right now, I'm actually 27 years old, and when I officially um, gave my life to the Lord, I was about 23 years old. It's actually been a short time that I've been walking with God, but through this time, I just felt like we've walked so close, and my relation, I have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, and you now He leads me. There's times where I won't even make decisions until the Lord really speaks. And so, again, you know, I mentioned speaking again. You know, it's not always an audible voice. It may be through a dream, a vision, so many different ways. But, um, but the Lord does speak to you. And I've had this encounter, and my life has never been the same. And so now as I walk with the Lord, I really knew that he was calling me for ministry. Because remember, I had said to him, what do you want me to do? What can I do for you now? Because I just felt like he spared my life. You know, I mean, I was suicidal at one point. I could have taken my own life, but he prevented that. He made sure that never happened. You know, in all these situations, I really, I just could have been dead, you know? I allowed the Lord to lead me where I would go with my life from that point on. And what he ended up doing was, I felt, I just, I began to pray about what my purpose was in God. And I felt like he really led me to become an evangelist. And, I, and what I do, and anybody does, can do this, actually, because you know, Jesus commissioned all of his disciples and all of us by saying, go out into the world, um, you know, preach the gospel, and make disciples of all nations, and baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You know, my heart was, you know what, okay, I want to go out there, I want to preach the gospel to anyone that will hear, you know, and that's what I did. I started to go out. I would do it on the street to strangers. You know, I was connected with several ministries, of course. I had a home church, which was the same place that the Bible study was, was being held in Orlando. And so, um, you know, my home church is Body of One Ministries, and I really got grounded and started to learn the Word, like I mentioned earlier. And when I came back and I had an understanding of, you know, the Gospel, that's when I began to just evangelize to anybody that would listen. That was really awesome because I felt like I was living out what the Bible said, you know. When you read the book of Acts, you see the apostles and how they would go out and they were preaching the gospel to many people and they would see, you know, miracles take place and so forth. Well, in my ministry, I have also seen a lot of supernatural things happen. Um, one thing that I've incorporated into the ministry of me preaching the gospel to random strangers has been um, just a ministry of healing. I've come, you know, I've come across random people, and I've asked them if they have a need. You know, many times I've actually prayed for them, for whatever it is that they're, you know, if they're going through pain, or if they have a known, um, you know, 
any type of disease that they're going through. I've prayed for them, and many times I've actually seen them get healed. You know, the way that we measure this healing is, you know, somebody's going through pain. Okay, are you feeling the pain anymore? No. Okay. Well, is it gone, you know, on a scale of 1 to 10? Let me know. Do you still feel it at all? Is it like a 1 or, you know, are you an 8, whatever? And a lot of people, you know, they would give us their, t- their testimony. I have some of them documented. I'm not, you know, I'm not one of these big-name preachers, but I do want to encourage you. You can actually read the Bible and do what it says and see things happen like that. Um, you know, I'm just an average person, but I think that the Lord is looking for the willingness. And as long as you have that, um, you can almost, you know, you can do whatever you, you know, whatever you're willing to let her do. You're, you know, you lay down your life and your schedule, you can do amazing things through you. I think that's pretty much the main story there. Since then, I've also gone on, <clears throat> I've gone on two mission trips. I'm actually gonna be going on a third one this upcoming year, you know, just doing exactly what I had mentioned before, just the evangelism, sharing my testimony like I am tonight. And, you know, that's really it, you know, just seeing the power of God come through and just amazing ways he he never ceases to amaze me. That's really what it's been about. Now, I don't know if you guys have any questions or, you know, anything that's going on now or whatever was going on in the past. Tell us a little bit about your uh, mission trips in the past, what you've done, and then what you're going to do in this upcoming year. That sounds really exciting. Okay, cool. The past mission trips were actually very recent. One was in 2013, and the last one was in 2014, both summer. And I went to the same um, place, which is Armenia, Colombia, located in South America. And I went out there with a team. Um, It's actually... A group of evangelists too and they are um, called evoke ministries we went out there and we were actually um, you know the leader of the group just kind of felt led to visit this one particular place it's a it's a smaller um, city but anyway we went out there and you know just as I mentioned with with the street evangelism we were able to do some outreaches as well first year we actually were invited to this conference where it was a bunch of missionaries from Colombia that came, and it was almost like a school. They were being taught kind of how to do that, and so we were able to, te- you know, kind of teach, and that was really awesome. Um, we got to encourage people because a lot of people are afraid to, to go out there, you know, and talk about Jesus, understandably so, you know. So there were a lot of people out there, and we were able to talk to them. Um, we were able to work with a lot of the local churches as well, and one of the things that we really, you know, had on our hearts was to unify the churches because there is a bit of division out there. So in Armenia, we were able to go around to different churches and just kind of give them that message of, hey, you know, the Lord wants you to be mobilized too, you know. It's cool to be in the church, but let's take the gospel outside of the walls. And so that was kind of our main message with, you know, with that trip. And then the second trip, the second time we were there, we actually had, we hosted, and we're talking about, you know, a group of like 10 people, but we hosted a um, citywide festival there. And this festival was just a huge outreach, totally free. And we held it outside. It's actually called Festival Vida. And that means um, like festival life or life festival. Basically what we did there was we had different Christian bands. We had Christian rappers, had break dancers, b-boys. We had hip-hop dancers, we had ballerinas, 
we had almost every type of entertainment that you could think of. We had um, flame blowers. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but, you know, and people on stilts and all this type of entertainment. And it was just all to catch the attention of anyone that, that was out there. And so we drew a crowd, a really big crowd of people, and it was held in the city square. And so then um, the last part was our leader, um, his name is Scott Howe, he was actually preaching the gospel, and then, you know, also he shared a testimony. And so his testimony is cool because he was an atheist, and he also had an encounter with the Lord. And so he got to share that, and he was able to preach. And uh, many lives were, uh, many people were converted. They actually filled out decision cards, and we were able to plug them into a church, to local churches. And so that was really cool. That was pretty much the main mission of our, of our second trip. And then the third trip... It's not something that I can really talk about yet, <laughs> but it's a, it's a, um, it's going to be a, okay, I want to choose my words correctly. I'm looking to do a mission trip in the Middle East, mm-hmm. and it's, it's very touchy because I know that there's so much going on out there, and I know all of you guys know too because it's on the news. There's a lot going on, but I have Middle Eastern roots. My parents are from there. They're actually from Lebanon. I'm actually looking to travel there, praying right now for, you know, every, all the instructions that I need to be able to go. So that's something that I'm hoping to do very soon. It would be um, potentially spring or summer of this year. I'm really excited. Well, we'll pray with you. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you. And then if, if you were to come across someone right now that might be listening that's never asked Jesus to come into their heart, how would you speak to them because you said that you went to the church Mm -hmm. you went to the church and for years and you never had that personal relationship Mm -hmm. honestly you know um i don't think that there's really a generic model but this is how i would go about it this is what i would say this is kind of what it sounded like when i did it you know my my words i would just say be genuine you know be sincere speak from the heart you know, and when I approached the Lord, I felt like the words that came out were probably something like this. I said, Lord, you know, here I am. I, you know, I've been in the church my whole life, or for those that have never been, you know, never walked into a church before. But you can say to him, Lord, my desire is to know you. You know, the word says that if you seek God, you will find him. As you seek him with your heart, uh, just begin to just ask him, hey, you know, Lord, here I am, and I want a relationship with you. And for those who have never heard of this, you know, yes, the Lord wants a relationship. You know, he, he knows you better than anyone knows. He knows you better than you know yourself. He wants to be in relationship with you. He wants you to acknowledge him in your life. You know, just begin to speak to him from a place of sincerity and say to him, here I am. I know I'm a sinner, and I know that I need you and begin to just ask him to reveal himself to you, um, whether that's a manifested, you know, encounter with him. Sure, that's great. I've had that, you know. And if it's something very gradual, he will also reveal himself in that way as well, whether it be in the Bible. You know, even if you've never picked one up, pick it up and start in the New Testament if you can. I mean, I know that it's, you know, the Old Testament definitely matters, but it's really great to begin in the New Testament and, and read the four Gospels and know who Jesus is, just kind of see who he was and about his ministry and everything that he taught. That would be my word of advice is just ask him to, you know, 
ask him to be in relationship with you because he wants to and ask him to reveal himself and you will begin to see it. As long as you're seeking him with your whole heart, I believe that he will make himself known to you. Amen. Amen. What a story. Yeah, really. I've seen uh, pictures of you. Probably the average person would look at you and say, oh, what a successful little gal. Just no problems and a great job and who'd have thunk it, Mikey? Really? And she was in a, a spot where she was tired. Yeah, I did catch that. Yes. She didn't use the words, but... And she, she was, was from Massachusetts. I, I, I didn't catch where, though. Where... What part of Massachusetts oh, are you where, from? Oh, Central Mass. Um, I grew up in Worcester. It's like right in the middle. Of Worcester? The Worcester. Worcester mm-hmm. Are you a wicked hardcore Pats fan? <laughs> I love all of my hometown teams. That's true. <laughs> well, I'm uh, my name. I'm Mike, and uh, I was born and raised in Springfield. Awesome. Yes. We don't hold that against him. <laughs> and I am a wicked hardcore Pats fan. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, what an awesome story. Thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing. We here at God Stories Radio are king of the shameless plugs. So Mm -hmm. just take a minute, plug where you work, uh, plug any organizations that you'd like to. I think she said she had a ministry. Any good books that you've read, your ministry, anything, any uh, good perfume, you know, whatever you want to put put out, (laughs) whatever you want to put out there. Thank you guys so much because I really appreciate, you know, the opportunity and I am going to go ahead and keep talking as if none of this just happened. (laughs) My shameless plugs, well, you know, I go to, I love my home church. My home church is amazing. Like I said, this this was the church that I gave my, you know, I had given my life to the Lord, dedicated, rededicated myself to God. And, um, you know, they raised me up as a baby in Christ, you know, to just being a disciple now. And my home church is Body of One Ministries. And we abbreviate that by saying boom, because if you go back and you try to put it all together, it actually spells out boom. And it's an amazing church, a very small church, storefront, um, non-denominational church over in Orlando. And, um, well, I could also talk about our dear friends, Evoke Ministries, who are the amazing um, ministry that I was able to visit Columbia with twice. Um, Also very small, laid-back, you know, group of people, but just amazing and making an impact for Christ. Also, I work a lot with another ministry that I really, uh, I didn't get a chance to really mention them, but... It's one that's based out of my home church. They're actually called um, Native Society, and they're an awesome youth group. And so I just want to shout them out because they're starting up. I'm one of their youth leaders. I have the honor to serve alongside of the youth pastor there. And they are amazing, amazing. So specifically, if you have any kids that are um, between the ages of like 12 and 19, we'll take them because we love your kids. And we're over there at Body of One as well trying to think well native um, society that's a great (laughs) that's a great title it's catchy right (laughs) we want to give a shout out to native society if anybody's listening we uh shout back (laughs) or twit us hashtag native society yeah yeah that's those are pretty much you know my teams that i work with there um i really appreciate everything i work at zulon press which is a part of film communications 
that's also, I feel like all these places I'm naming, they're so tiny. I love, you know, my office, really awesome family there, uh, tight-knit group. But um, we are a self-publisher, and we specialize in Christian self-publishing. So anybody that's out there that wants to publish their book, you know, might want to give us a shout. And I work there in the marketing department where I work on services. I do press releases. I also work on video trailers for books. What is the website for Zulon Press if someone has a Christian book that they wanted to self-publish? What yes, would they... of course. The address is going to be ZulonPress.com, which you're going to spell that a little bit wacky, but this is correct. It's X-U-L-O-N Press, P-R-E-S-S.com. ZulonPress.com will get you there. Awesome. Fantastic. All right. We love our friends at Zulon Press and Salem Communications. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. You guys, too. We just appreciate you so much, Amira, for coming on and and sharing your heart with us. And as Mikey and I always say, there's someone or someones out there that needed to hear what you had to say. And not everybody says yes. That's the beauty of this deal. Please get back in touch with us after your next mission trip, too, and give us a little update. We'd love to have you come back and... Well, I'm, I'm also thinking of that uh, that gentleman that she went to Columbia with, that uh, the leader there. That uh, sounds like he's got a pretty good testimony. Oh man, yeah, you got uh, Scott is amazing. I actually was just thinking about that today. I was thinking about. It. I'm like, I've got to get Scott to testify. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of um, Evangelist Reinhardt Bunky. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, he's worked with him because um, Evangelist Bunky actually has. Um, his home base is in Orlando. It's called CFAN, Christ for All Nations. Scott actually used to work with him very closely. Scott ended up retiring. He felt like, well, from that position, but he felt like the Lord really called him to start a creative evangelist, evangelistic ministry, which is what I'm a part of, and that um, basically what we do is we evangelize through the arts. And then um, besides that, of course, we do go at times, we talk to churches, we give testimonies, and we just share with them, you know, how the Lord has really called us to, you know, not necessarily just sit there in church, which is, it's great, you know, you've definitely got to sit under the Word and really, you know, grow. But once you have, you know, felt like you're a disciple, you're not really just a new convert, that you should go out there and you should be preaching the gospel and making disciples like the Word says, so... That's really his heart, and it's amazing because I've seen a very small group of people touch so many others, and it's just been really awesome. So God is doing so much work, and I would definitely recommend him to you because you guys would just love it. Well, then we're going to put it on your lap. We're going to have you have uh, Scott contact us. Okay, sounds good. Yes, please. We'll get Trish to mail you out some cards so, you know, if you— come across somebody in the grocery line you go here Absolutely. <laughs> call these guys they'll let you run your mouth <laughs> oh thank you again for coming yes, on the show you, you have been such a blessing oh man thank you guys so much you guys have been a blessing and i've, and I've been praying for your families um for specifically and just uh you know thinking about you guys a lot so i really appreciate the opportunity thank you so much thank yes you. thank you for being flexible as my daughter had a pneumonia in her right lung and we had to cancel on you yeah thank you for being so flexible we appreciate it and we're going to be praying about your missions trip and all the little details and father will bring it together and things will be great and maybe you can give us an update when you get back awesome we'll do 
On behalf of the God Stories radio crew, we'd like to wish you and yours a Merry Christmas. And a Happy and a New happy Year. Happy New Year. It'll be next year before we talk to you again. So that wraps it up for Session 68. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Trish. God bless. God bless. I have searched to find the meaning of this life. Something that would fill my empty soul. Some believe a lie. Choose darkness over stand and let the whole world know I choose to